Hello. Hello. My name is Lizzie, and I'm I'm that one side character. <laughs> That's Lizzie. She's that one side character. Yes. Thank you, Lizzie. Lizzie, you're the best. Lizzie, you are Your amazing. Your death will not be in vain. <laughs> I know. Thank we will you. avenge you, Lizzie. We will avenge you. We will avenge you. <laughs> you will be remembered. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons adventure for everyone. My name is Paul. I am your friend, your pal, your dungeon master, your next door neighbor. And today we are excited for another very special edition of Make Believe Champions. We're joined today by some friends, some friends you know, some friends you're about to meet for the first time. So why don't we run around the table real quick, as fast as we can. And uh, no, no, you don't have to go fast. Just, around, just around the table. I know you're about to get up and start <laughs> running, Felicia. Felicia really is a squirrel, uh, or she wasn't in a previous life. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we're going to go around and say who we are. Who, who's playing with us today? Hey, I'm Felicia. And I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. Um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> hey, it's Felicia. I'm here, baby. Okay. I'm Shanna. That's Shanna. Hi, still Zach. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just another day is Zach. Day of the life. Joe is over here. Joe? Joe who? J-O-E. <laughs> Don't. Joe Mama. <laughs> 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 there it is. There it is. There I thought go. I was like, you should just be so thankful that Jeffrey's not playing with us. <laughs> he couldn't get through it. He couldn't do it. And last but not least. And I'm Mike. And are we doing the spirit animals thing? Because we said, "Oh yeah, go for Felicia it." Felicia was a squirrel. Yeah, what's oh, your spirit yeah. animal? That one fat raccoon that's struggling to get out of the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> oh, Zach. Yes, amazing. Oh, that's funny. And right next to me, I've got my daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm Lizzie, and I'm, you're listening to smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. The, yeah. Not 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 the chunky kind. The, the smooth, oh, no. the one that oh. everyone likes. Oh, no. Yeah, just like the peanut butter. Shanna, what's your spirit animal? Uh, platypus. Platypus. Bringing it back. <laughs> Bringing it back. Parrot. Joe. Platypus. Uh, uh, probably a uh, pug. I can see that. The snorting and everything. <laughs> I can see no, that. no, no. With the with the with the with the personality. With the personality. Yeah, with the personality. Yeah. With the personality for sure. Yeah. Zach. You know, I would like to think it's like a lion or a tiger, but it's probably a panda. So <laughs> a panda. Pandas are red. I just lay around and eat. That's about pandas it. Pandas are the best. The cutest of the yeah. fake bears. <laughs> oh yeah exactly um, i don't actually know what my spirit animal would be felicia what do you think my spirit animal would be oh paul think, think wisely speak be careful the orange drake on kelly yeah. yes. no <laughs> no Wait, are we playing with four believers i was really nervous because like she's I, like oh he's no he's able to hit me i'm like, gonna say turtle i'm gonna say turtle because i love turtles turtles are cool i like turtles turtles Turtle. are good we're gonna get to some some dungeons and dragons we're gonna dragons. start we're gonna start rolling dice i've got a a giant blue d20 here and we'll roll that here in just a minute uh, but before we do just real quickly um, how did you guys hear about the show? How did you find Make Believe Heroes? Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> well, I, just search. 
Lizzie uh, was listening that's, to it in our car yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. We, that's where it started. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how. That's, that's how, how I was. So Lizzie wow. brought us together. And then Lizzie brought it back to me. Was that a subtle flex that y'all were in Hawaii? A little bit. Is that, is that what I <laughs> just wow. heard? A, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Subtle flex. We just like visited like uh, four different I islands. I used to live there. Is that a flex? Oh. Whoa. You used to live that's in Hawaii? Awesome. Yeah. From 19 to 21 Man. doing like a church thing. How was that? It was great. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Wow. Man, I've never been to Hawaii. I've never been either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to like all the together. islands, most of the different sides of each island. Slight flex. <laughs> Just a little flex, <laughs> you know. Lived in Hawaii. I've been to Canada once. We get it, Joe. You're better than us, okay? <laughs> yeah, we get it. Good, you know. You're just on another level. Some of us have culture. I know a couple caves yeah. around here. I could take you to. You know, just some plebeians <laughs> over here. You know, we just live in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. Well, let's play D&D. All right. Roll the D20, Paul. I'm going to roll this giant. Do it. Blue. No, it's. I shouldn't have drank that coffee, dude. Yeah, you're you're cranked right now. Bro. Go get another cup. It'll balance out. I thought it was going to be a 20. It like. Two. It was a 12. 12. Uh, A 12. Nice and middling. A 1, 2. That's that's slightly above average for me. Pretty good. It was just a little. It was slightly above average. Uh, Let's let's talk about some Dungeons and Dragons. Story of my life. Play some DD. Let's Let's play DD. A driller train comes bursting through the solid stone wall of the tunnels beneath uh, the driller train station in the deep underground secret city of Rund Cathair. <gasps> uh, the drill's turning molten rock is spinning outward and then pulled backward behind the driller train as it pushes out onto the platform. After a moment, the heat cools, steam rises, and once it is safe, the door slides open. Stepping out comes a short figure. His hair pulled back in a little ponytail. He's got a staff, uh, actually a really really nice-looking staff, with a, uh, with a sock tied to the end of it. I approve. I think I know who it is. Chris. Uh, feels good to be home. I bet it does. Tell us, tell us what we see. Tell us what we see. I am a short, gray-skinned gnome with dark black hair mm-hmm. pulled back in a bun. Uh, I have the iconic hand with the stones running up. Iconic. And, of course, the staff of fire with the stones uh, in my sock. Ah, uh, yes. I also have ripped off sleeves now with a tattoo with Edgy. just the number four and the letter R. Uh, oh, man. Chris, you step out back home. Uh, the pathway leads up through the tunnels, and you know it leads to the main entryway and the uh, sort of atrium of the jeweler train station. I do know those things. Okay, okay so what do you do with that information? <laughs> so I'm walking up the, the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. I see Steven? You come to the end of the tunnel, and there's a little little, little desk, you know, a little stand, little podium thing there, and there's a, a familiar figure, a little gnome, wearing thick glasses, you know, like basically magnifying glasses over each eye. He's leaning over a, a little stack of papers, checking things off. You recognize him as your good friend, Stephen. Stephen. Perfect. I want to crawl on the floor until I get right in front of the podium. <laughs> Are you going to try and surprise him? I am. Okay, give me <laughs> a stealth it. check. Give me a Do stealth it. check. Let's see. Oh, First wow. roll of the night. First roll of the night. Let's see it. Stealth check. There it is. Stephen. There it was. Oh, Stephen. That's a nine. Well, uh, what we're going to do in this case, since I don't have a wisdom stat, I mean, I'm assuming it's probably higher than a 10, but I'm going to let him roll because he is actively looking at papers. So, hey, yeah, baby. he's like uh, checking people's 
bona fides. Ah, uh, he's got you though. Oh. He rolled a thirteen. What you don't know is those glasses actually give him supervision, and uh, he can smell your fear. He can smell. You. He's, he's crawling for <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Hello, Chris. Chris starts doing push-ups. Ah, uh, Stephen. <laughs> Sorry, had to get my exercise in for the day. Yeah, I gotta get that uh, pump. You know. That, Still questions. not doing anything better with your life, huh? Oh, whatever do you mean, oh, Christopher? No. You stare at papers all day, Steve. Okay, Crystalis. Oh, dude, shots fired. All right, Christina. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> you, you know what? Know what? I don't like you. I've never liked you, Chris. I have things to do. I know. Oh, you make it obvious. It's real. If you could just leave me alone, I have a lot of. I've papers. been nothing but nice to you, Stephen. That's a lie. Your mom. What about my mom? She's been nothing but good to you. I I walk away. (laughs) What's the the relationship with the mom? Do you remember those chocolate chip cookies on your birthday? (laughs) And then Steven's mom comes out because she's his boss. (laughs) Oh, no. Don't make me. Do not make me fireball this lady. I'll do it. (laughs) Uh, Not the chocolate chip cookies. Do you leave Steven there yelling across at the atrium at you? 100%. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steven just, he turns around, a single tear falls down his face as his best friend Chris leaves. And uh, you go outside. It's just like you remember, the smell of, okay, all right. It's kind of like that ozone <laughs> smell, you know, like of lightning recently striking. Oh. It's just that weird electric feel of ruined Cathay. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No, it's not necessarily good, but you acclimate. You know, you get used to it. But also, the damp smell of being underground forever. It smells like home. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It smells good. It smells like home. Uh, <laughs> rotting carcasses. Yeah, you know, oh, no. the trash bin. I see, um, I see dead people. They have nowhere to put nowhere. the garbage. It's like <laughs> exactly. Just the, the, the central refuse pile <laughs> wafting over the city. Of, uh, you see all the, the transport carts the buzzing around, coming up and around. You and you quickly, you're um, looking around, you see there's a lot of them sitting, waiting. Uh, to give people rides across the city. Do they have drivers or? Yeah, yeah. There are some automated ones, but the automated ones are more expensive. I get in the automated one. Oh, you get an automated one. Oh yeah, cash that. <laughs> in, you know what I mean? High roller. Yeah. It's got a little slot. You know, like a little cat, like a little like a pachinko machine. You know, you just put in some some coins, some gold, or whatever. It's like one gold. <laughs> does Chris notice the? Uh, does Chris notice the prototype? <laughs> Label. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Do not use. Enter your own to sign. Out of order. You got to sign a waiver before you get in it. Yeah. (laughs) And I do so gladly. (laughs) You get in. You know how to work these things. You live here your whole life. Um, You've got. uh, I'm assuming you got a slate on you still. Always. And I'm officially making my way downtown. Walking fast. You really are in this case. Where are you headed? Chris would love to go see his parents, but Mm -hmm. he is on a mission. I'm going to Gearby if All I can right, find him. Fizzy, fizzy Gear Guild headed that way, right? Yes. Okay, you uh, punch in the coordinates. Uh, for these things, major um, sort of locations around the city are a lot easier to get to without any hiccups. So it can easily get you to Fizzy Gear, and it takes off. You put the slate in there. You hit a click, and the hum as it activates hovers up off of the ground and enters onto a tealish blue light railway. Ludicrous speed. <laughs> and you set off toward Fizzy Gear. Um, and you once again hear the hum of the city. Not been gone too long this time. But still, it feels like you're at home. But it also feels like maybe this isn't as much of your home anymore. You, you're a man of the world now, you know? 
been around a bit, seen some things. Been to Hawaii now. <laughs> Traumatized. Yeah, you've lived in you lived in Hawaii from 2019 to 2021, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know you've seen some things. And eventually, you see rising up in the distance the the tall, blocky warehouse building that you spent so many days, months, years in. Uh, Fizzy Gear Guild. The cart rolls you up right along the till line to the doorways. You hop out as it stops and clicks and locks in place. And you make your way into Fizzy Gear Guild. Where are you heading? You're heading for the workshop, heading for uh, Gearby's office. What are you doing? I am running to Gearby's office. R- sprinting. Naruto arms straight back behind you, just running. Yep. Hair flowing in the wind. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's quite a sight. <laughs> a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight. Come on, come on. Exactly. Yeah. There's a cameraman <laughs> running as fast as he can alongside you, trying to catch it in real in real time. And you see the door right there, Gearby's office side entrance. You know, I shoulder charge through it. Bang. Oh my! You just Aggressive. bust through. Gearby's <laughs> uh, as- on the other side. <laughs> Not listening. <laughs> He's like holding the handle. You run yeah. toward it. Do you really try to shoulder through this door? Tell me the truth. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Do I need to make a save check? <laughs> anything like that? Are you stronger than a door? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Roll me. Roll me a. Roll me an athletics check. Mm. Oh. No, no. Bro, you keep going. It down. was locked. It, the door it was does locked. not um, open. Question. Um, With yeah. my armor of magical strength, don't I get to add no. my intelligence to that? <laughs> it's still only a twelve if I do, but. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm going to say sure. Why not? So you add your intelligence to it, which means as you're running toward it, there's a sort of, you know, that sort of tealish blue energy around you, kind of like you get when you cast like mage armor or something like that. And you hit the door really hard. You bounce off of it. It is not open uh, because it's kind of like it's kind of like a chipmunk bouncing off of a wall. You know, Um, it hurts the chipmunk more than the wall. I'm strong at heart. Okay. (laughs) You take two bludgeoning damage. Uh, It does make a loud sound, though. And then you hear, good lord, uh, from the other side. <laughs> and then you hear, like, a mechanism in the door, like, actually slides to the side. And uh, you, standing there on the other side. You forgot it's out instead of an A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, standing there on the other side is your friend, your bro, your mentor, Gearby himself. Chris is laying what? on the ground Gearby. looking up. Brother. And he's just like, Chris. <sighs> Gearby. Well, it's good I'm, to see you, Chris. I, I'm in a hurry. Do you have the paperwork I need? Come on in and sit down for a second, Chris. I know you're busy, but just come on in. Don't you? Didn't your mom ever teach you how to use a door, son? <laughs> Don't bring my mom into this. Everybody keeps talking about people's moms. Yeah, tight knit community. <laughs> Again, with I the I moms. walk in with attitude. Oh, come on, Chris. Don't be like that. You understand how it is. Uh, all right, uh, just come, come on, come on. And Gearby turns around. He walks around. He goes to his desk, and his desk is covered in grease. And paperwork. The paperwork is also greasy. And uh, no. just how I like it. He goes around and says, down, come on, come on in. Uh, we, we've got a minute. You told me your friend is coming and she's not here yet, right? So, yeah, yeah, you're right. We at least got to wait for her. Just take a breath. And as you're stepping in, you see there are two figures uh, seated in a couple of the seats over there. Uh, and you know what they are. They're like the little stools with no backs. They were definitely covered in grease. Whether or not they wiped them off or not will be up to them. But uh, what? Oh, we're about to find out. <laughs> I slipped backwards off of it. <laughs> These two characters that we see, Mike, uh, Lizzie, yes. why don't you two describe who we see? All right. So you see a human, kind of blonde, dirty blonde mm-hmm. hair, 
pretty well kept, kind of wavy, looking nice. Mm-hmm. He does have glasses on, and he does have a, a clean mustache. Oh. Um, and it's funny how you mentioned about the grease because he is wearing a white V-neck shirt. Oh, okay. A white, like a, a white bath towel, like as you when you go to a spa and they give you the bath towel. Uh-huh. He's wearing a bath towel. Uh-huh. Like tight white like lycra pants and then white bunny slippers. And he's got a rose, a red rose. <laughs> Why is he wearing a V-neck, a bath towel, and slippers? Just he needs to be he needs to be comfy. Oh, yeah, I, I see. think okay. he might have just come from a photo shoot. He just got a manicure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is how he kind of like comes down from gotcha. the uh, the 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 photo shoot. Uh-huh. Okay. So is he sitting on one of the stools? Oh yeah, he's sitting. There. That's why I said we're about to find out if it was greasy oh, or not because he's like he's he's, he's comfortable comfortably sitting. Gotcha, there. gotcha. And and Lizzie, <laughs> what do we see? Uh, so uh, definitely of the gnomish gnomishness, and uh, I have like almost pale, sickly, light grayish oh, yeah. skin, you know? Yeah. Like, I haven't slept for 36 hours. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. And I have, uh, I'm, like, shakily clutching a notebook with a quill, and um, I have, like, you know, funny you mentioned about the grease, because I have greased back... Uh, uh, hair, hair. <laughs> but but I look like I am around the age of ten, even though I'm not. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So, uh, Chris, you see these two figures sitting there as you walk in, and Gearby says, "Oh, uh, Chris, let me uh, introduce you to a couple of our new uh, um, friends, employees, something, something like that." Uh, this is uh, Gilder Rob. Uh, Gilderob uh, L- L- Latch Love, right? Yes, that is it. Gilderoy uh, yes. Lockhart? <laughs> <laughs> Gilderob. He wishes. Gilderob, Chris. Gilderob. Don't be rude to our new friends. <laughs> and just one second, Gearby. And did you get all that, Nestle? Uh, uh, yes, sir. So the important things are the poodle. Okay. The rocket ship. Uh-huh. And the... Uh, and the and the balloons. <laughs> the balloons. Don't forget the balloons. Uh, oh, I forgot that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Gearby. Yes. And then I just start oh. doodling the poodle. Uh, it's a, <laughs> oh, sorry. And this is uh, this is um, this is Nestle Crunch. Hello. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you all. Uh, they've recently started doing some work for us. Uh, Gilderob is going to be a new uh, liaison for us. Uh, you know, we thought it would be good. Uh, to to help us, you know, do some new business topside with, especially some of the more human cities, you know, like Norden Town. We're trying to reach out a little more, you know, get a little bit more of a foothold uh, in the greater world of Manumi, you know, instead of just the big yes. places we've always worked. Uh, how do you spell that? Oh, which part? Uh, all of it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't. Act, I'll be honest with you, uh, Nestle. I don't even really know what all I said. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure whatever you got will be fine, as long as you can read it. That's what matters, anyway. Uh, oh, okay. And I continue doodling the poodle. Doodling the poodle. Doodling the poodle. Continue to doodle the poodle. I'm not going to be able to do this. About that time, there is another another loud crash boom into the door behind you. Uh, but this time, Crunch. it caves in completely. <laughs> oh, no. And Gearby goes, whoa! And uh, sliding into the room 
uh, on the door. Felicia, how don't you describe your character? I love that. No roll either. Someone knows how to make an entrance. You see a dwarvish woman, tan skin, blonde hair, back in a braid, mm-hmm. wearing a turtle shell backpack. <laughs> also some new sh- champion shoes. Can't forget those. Yeah, champion uh, shoes. Um, yep. with I take note of the shoes. Two hammers uh-huh. in her hands, and as she lands... They're up in the sky as mm. a, like an X. <laughs> <laughs> Chris looks over <sighs> at the woman that just flew through Such the door. Now, is 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 Gilda Rob like surprised by this, or is this pretty much a common occurrence by now? Or? Oh, this is not common. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she stands, stand. puts uh-huh. them on her back, still looking down. Mm-hmm. Where is he? Oh, Chris, is this your friend? Where is I he? I get on the desk. Uh-huh. I go, Where Mogert is he? Stonefire! Mogert Stonefire! <laughs> and I jump at her. You leap at her. And she grabs him. Chris, I have missed you. And she squeezes him real good and sets him back down. Now, Gilderob, not one to miss an opportunity mm-hmm. to, like, you know, get some, get some uh, FaceTime. Uh-huh. He's right in there between them. <laughs> As she sets Chris down, looks over at yes. Gilderob, hugs him. Gilderob, who are you? Why am I hugging this man? Chris is trying to pick Gilderob up by his legs. <laughs> it is not working. <laughs> Gearby is just looking around completely nonplussed. I'm, I'm the fourth wheel in the back, just taking note of everything yeah. that's happening. Doodling yeah. the group hug. <laughs> and then the whatever wheel uh, comes stepping in behind Mogert through the now completely vacant doorway. There is a short gnomish woman uh, wearing sort of like typical Runecathair garb, like tight-fitting pants and a, with like a sharp-cut bluish-gray tunic. Um... They're like sort of muted colors, uh, and that really stands out with her dark, like spiky hair. She has these big, bright copper eyes, and she uh, steps into the room, and, and she just kind of looks around awkwardly for a moment, and she says, "Um, uh, Gearby, I'm really sorry about that. Um, ah, uh, nothing to worry about, Copper. Come on in. Uh, I didn't know you were going to be here as well. Are you friends with this uh, this Mulgert figure? Of course." We go way back. <laughs> how, how far back, to be precise? <laughs> Mogert looks around. What was that voice? Uh, two months. I I, I, I I tap her shoe. Her, her nice shoes. Her new champion shoes. Oh, do you like those? I got those in Foothill Village. Oh, oh, cool shoes. But how far do you go back with this woman? Two months. Yeah, we've known each other for about two months. <laughs> um, um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you see, Nestle is and I writing. Doodling the poodle. Nestle is writing my biography as I mm. live it. <laughs> I am in real time. Yes, it's. Um... Oh, I'll start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Nestle, we, we talked about this. I, I, I'm sorry. Mm. When they assigned you, when, when Rune Kather assigned you as my special assistant. I'm sure to right. memory loss, sir. Well, this has all been very interesting, but Chris, uh, now that your friends are here, uh, we should probably get a move on, right? That's what I've been saying, Gearby. So, Gilderob, uh, like, I to- like I told you, um, you need to 
the company Chris here and, and Mogert and Copper, would you be joining them as well? And she just kind of looks sheepish for a moment. Um, and then she says, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go along for now. Um, but I, I do have some business to take care of. Um, we just kind of, we just flew. I mean, uh, we just, um, we just, oh, came yeah. <clears throat> we, uh, just got here. Uh, but anyway, I, I do, I do have some things to yeah, do. So remember to pick up the thing right, I told you to pick the, yeah, up that I uh, needed that thing. Um, yeah. And Gearby looks around. Go, 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 go. Awkward silence. Um, all yeah. right. Well, uh, I've got the paperwork here for you, Chris. And he hands you a stack of paperwork. Now, do you really think? That Vent Haven needs a level three rune stone. How long have I been working for you? I'm not doubting you, yeah, Chris. I'm just saying. You, if you we just could... asked if I really yeah. think. That's doubting me, Gearby. <laughs> I'm just saying if we could settle for a level two, I could get you one right now. It wouldn't be a problem. The level one didn't even kick on. If you have a level three... It's way better than level two. Right, yeah, well, uh, that is the point. Uh, that's a clever number and system. But, uh, well, you know how it is, Chris. You're going to have to go see, you're going to have to go see Baird and Grable. And, and uh, well, you got a, an official letter, an official recommendation, an official request from, from Fizzy Gear Guild. But I will just warn you, uh, he's been, uh, he's been avoiding my calls. What did you do to mm. him? Oh, the, the rock phones? Mm. No, no. Do you know about the rock phones? Of course. <laughs> Chris, have you told them about our rock phones? Mogert pulls out a rock phone. It's proprietary. Let me see. She has one. Oh, no. That's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. That's that's different. Testing. Ours are shaped one, like two. Dwayne the Rock Johnson phones. <laughs> yes. Uh, who is that, Ben? I would like to know. Yeah, it, when you turn it on, it says, do you smell? He's another one of my fans. Ah, you smell, you smell what the rock's cooking. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, anyway, scratch that. Um, it just, it, it's not that. It, I haven't done anything to him. I, I don't know. He just, we've been putting in requests for new stones, and for some reason, we've not been getting what we asked for. So hopefully, Chris. If only, Gerber, you had asked me. I have a level infinity rune stone, but I loaned it out. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when did you have that, sir? Uh, week passed. Uh, That's incredible. I was here a week ago and I never saw that. That's what, incredible. What is infinity? Uh, well, <laughs> if you've got one of those, we could just send it out. Uh, hmm. I've never even heard of that. Oh wait, I know. I know. No, I would know. No, you wouldn't know. I would. No, if I, I am a champion of. You the all gods. do need to be going, right, Chris? <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, yeah. Gearby. Uh, thank you, Mogert. Um, See you later. Come on, uh, out the door with us. Out I'm the door. going. going Gearby steps over to sort of shepherd you all out, and he holds Chris back to go out last. Mogert's holding now, Gilda Rob, you, uh, you, you, you know, represent the company well. All right. Absolutely. That is my one and only goal with my time here in Rune Cathair is to are learn. Are you sure? Are you sure those slippers are, are, are enough, are good enough for, for the travel? I'm not going to hurt your feet. You're going to be all right. D they, don't, don't doubt him. They, it's better if you don't. They have grippy soles. Oh, good. <laughs> a grippy sole is an important grippy thing to souls. have in life, too. <laughs> grippy soles. My mom always used to tell me, son, you've got a grippy sole. And uh, I never really knew what that meant, but the longer I live, the more I think she's right. <laughs> oh, now, Gilderob, now, Gilderob, when you're mentioning about his, his uh, bunny slippers, mm -hmm. he does take a moment and lean down. Mm -hmm. And he grips like the... The ear. <laughs> yeah. He grips like the ear and goes like... <laughs> pumps him up. Pumps him up. Like Air Jordan. <laughs> <Jeez>. Pumps him <laughs> up. Now I'm ready. 
They explode <laughs> under your feet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm not going to make you do a shoe pump check. All right. So you all okay. go out. And uh, he kind of, um, Gearby just quickly pauses and taps Chris on the shoulder. Now, Chris. I turn around and hug him. No. I didn't know you would miss me that bad. It's good to see you. Oh, buddy, I did miss you. You, you got to let me go. Here. You got to let me go. I'm going, but listen to me. Listen, Chris. Just calm down. Okay. Let him okay. go. Look, Graybell's been off. Uh, he's, I don't know. He's really stressed. So when you see him, tell him I sent you, but you got to get through. All right. Now, Gilderob, he, he's, he's a different fellow, but I think he can help. Um, Gilderob is right there. Yeah, I'm I being mean, in the doorway, just taking note of this. Like, <laughs> once again, if there's a if there's a moment, Gilderob is right there, and, and he's Gilby right just pretends that you're not, and he just keeps talking. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, this champion girl will help you out on that too. All right. Mogar at Stonefire. Yeah. Not champion girl. Even good, though I good am luck. champion of the gods. Good luck. I'm I'm gonna need it. I appreciate it. Um, good luck. I'm gonna go now. All right. Good luck. You all head out. You all get into a transport. You're figuring out transport, all those things. On the other side of town, uh, near the, uh, it's like the west-ish, west-north, this side of town. It's really not, I say other side of town. It's really not. It's really on the same side of town as Gearby's shop. Gearby's is a little more central. You're going a little bit more to the outskirts of, of Rune Cuthair, um, to the western side, just a little bit north, mostly west. There is a large, like, semi-spherical building. It's like the top half of a, of a perfect sphere. And there is a, a a large door in the front of it, and probably fifty or hundred feet in front of that, there is a large fountain. And this fountain is um, there is water coming up around it, but in the middle of it, there is one of these enormous, glowing tealish blue stones covered in runes, which every passerby knows is a rune stone. It is actually helping to power the city in this place. But it's one of those things where it's like there's water under it, and it's constantly turning, and the water is moving it. And around that giant stone, uh, there is a small band, a group of uh, musicians. And they're holding these strange-looking instruments. Uh, Nothing made of wood. Everything seems to be made out of some kind of stone or metal. But they're making a... One is, like, straight and flat, and it's got all these little runes on it. And someone is just kind of hitting hitting with their fingers. And it's it's producing a sort of, like, synthesized kind of sound. Uh, One has something like a stringed instrument. Uh, but there is a, a a bright blue line of energy connecting it to, like, another one of these really small powered runes. And they are just, honestly, they're rocking out. I mean, uh, they're just playing out to their little heart's content. And uh, there is, like, a couple boxes out there, and people are walking by. They'll leave them some money and stuff. But then uh, you notice they kind of, like, get interrupted, and there's a weird hum. Like, not from the music, not from their little weird little stone, but just like a reverbing, humming sound. And right next to them, near the fountain, suddenly there appears a streak of white light just in the middle of the air. With like a, like a weird, like, zapping sound. And then suddenly the bottom half splits, and it turns into this enormous, ten-foot-tall, silver-shining, triangular light. Hmm. And out from it come two very strange figures. Joe, Shanna, yes. why don't you describe your characters for us? Out steps from this light. I kind of imagine mm-hmm. this as like the moment from uh, Terminator 1 when, you know, like <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, 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 when yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, oh, like, yeah. starts standing mm-hmm. up out of the lightning. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's a, hopefully more clothes. Does he have clothes on though? Yeah. Hopefully more clothes. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's a uh, a very Check large it. centaur. Think like the body oh. of a um, of a quarter horse with like the hairy oh, feet my. and everything and, and black hooves. As yeah. you move up, you see you know at the belly button it becomes man. And as he's standing up, you realize this is a very well-formed uh, centaur yeah. who uh, has a faint resemblance of like oh, a, no. a, a bodybuilder. And uh-huh. um, oh, no. yeah, what happens? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Please do it. <laughs> is your name Arnold? Please. Yeah, no. the lights are so bright. <laughs> Oh, I'm sweating in this room right now. Oh. It's very hot. Uh, yeah, turn the air down. Oh, the my character's oh, name is Irwin oh, Blackhoof. It's a Irwin. My name is Irwin. Irwin. <laughs> and uh, he's wearing uh, leather armor and a, uh-huh. a long sword strapped across his back and then X, a spear the other way, and a club at his hip. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he's a little disoriented from, from his ride. All right. Shanna. All right. Well, uh, my character, um, you guys know what a fox looks like? I do. Oh, yeah. No. Relatively. No. From the Fox yeah, and the yeah. Hound Disney. So I, I, <laughs> Fantastic Mr. <laughs> fox. I look like that. Only time I've ever seen one. <laughs> like what, okay. what time is it, Mr. Fox? Um, so, yeah, I uh, come in very, very small behind uh, the centaur. I'm probably, mm. I think I'm like a little under four feet, you know, just walk out. Uh-huh. I have like these black yeah. and green clothes on, you know good to sneak around in and i uh i'm just kind of looking around just like oh my gosh i can't believe they actually let me come here (laughs) (laughs) it is a strange it is a strange environment you find yourself in. do you also have an arnold accent Uh, oh my gosh why are we here i tried i tried but i couldn't do it (laughs) where are the trees like i see nothing green here I'm not gonna be able to do this. Welcome to my week. I'm going to die. Yeah, you have no no idea how many times I watched Pumping Iron to prep for this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's amazing. So these two figures step out. And of course, there's somewhat of a commotion. I mean, there are a lot of pretty much exclusively gnomes. Uh, at this time of the day in front of this very large building, which you guys don't know this, but this is the municipal sanctum. It's basically the governmental building of Rune Cuthera, which is where you all are trying to go. So um, the person who sent you sent you well right in front of the door you wanted to reach. But, you know, there's somewhat of a commotion when suddenly a great silver light gateway opens up right in front of the municipal building and um, a centaur and a fox-like tabaxi steps out, mm-hmm. right? Uh, by the way, do we see any weapons or anything on you, Um Shanna. I've got a couple daggers concealed somewhere. Oh, okay. So we don't see any mm-hmm. weapons on you. Okay. Very good. Uh, so people start kind of like staring and looking and pointing and talking and whispering. And like, uh, 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 you know, kind of like start, some people are looking really nervous. One of the guys who were over here playing in the weird rock band um, steps over there. Uh, he's a short uh, gnome. He's got like greenish skin and he's got like a bright orange mohawk, like very tall running down the <laughs> middle of his head. <laughs> Uh, he was the one playing the sort of like, well, he's playing like what looked like a like stone, big stone rocks, but he's slapping them with sticks like drums or making a drum sound. Okay. He steps over to you. He's like, whoa! Far out, 
did. <laughs> like, what was that? Where do you guys come from? Totally. What? Yeah, we're from the realms of Atonia. Yeah. What? <laughs> For real, though? Yeah, we're, Radical. Here, we're here to talk to you about taking some refugees and such. Whoa, dude, that's like super cool and like rad. Uh, I uh, I don't even have like a house though, you know, like 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 we live in like the sewers and like we don't like have like. But but you're in the right place, bro. Like like seriously, are you looking for like um like Barrett Grable? Like he's like totally need to talk to him though. Like for real though. We need like some planes, uh, like grass. Dude, you're huge! And maybe, like, Bro. some trees. Do you have trees here? Bro, like, there's trees, but not, like, down here. What? Do you know where you are, though? <laughs> you have no trees? Nah, man. Now we got, like, rocks and stuff. We need trees! He speaks for the trees. Deforestation is a very... Very hot topic. No, dude, there were never any trees down here. Like, for real, though. We, like, cut this out of the rock, man. You're, like, beneath the surface, bruh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Irwin's just looking at you with a, with a puzzle. Looking at him with a puzzled hey, hey, um, expression. Hey, what's your name, though? Like, for real, though. He says, looking at, uh, at Shanna, your character. What's your uh, I'm Seeker. Seeker Teeve. Uh, nice to meet you. Whoa! Seeker, that's a rad name. You can call me Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Very nice. All my friends call me Mikey. You like pizza? I love pizza. <laughs> in the sewers. It's my favorite pizza. Whatever it is. <laughs> Ironic that you live in the sewers, bro. Yeah. Ironic? What was the name of the guy you said that we should go talk to? <laughs> <laughs> As this interaction is happening, um, one of the large transports that can hold a number of folks rolls up. Uh, and Chris, Mogert, Copper, uh, who else? There's like 12 of you. Nestle and Gilderob. And that's it, right? All step out. And you see up right, like 15 feet away from you pull out. You see an orange mohawked musician talking with a fox woman and a centaur. I pull out a Nestle Crunch Bar and shakily eat it. <laughs> Gilderob says to Nestle, Oh, this is exactly what I was telling you. In Nordentown, we have the best horses in all of Manumi. And he's like narrating as he's like walking toward the horse. Mm -hmm. You can see this one is very well bred. And he starts kind of pet the back a little bit. Yeah. Oh my. And you can tell, and, and, and you can tell it's very well behaved. And he just kind of like swats the horse. I, I'm concerned. On the haunches. I'm concerned. Yo. Very concerned about Irwin's reaction just now. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to interpret that. Irwin turns around. <laughs> you looked at <laughs> you yeah. him. Yeah. What, do you punch him? <laughs> Punches him oh, yeah. Tell me you punch him. Tell me you punch yeah, him. Right, you punch him. Right in the solar plexus. <laughs> <laughs> if you oh, punch wait, wait. him, I, I need back. you to make I'm not me... going to punch him. I'm going to just kick him with my hooves. Give me an unarmed strike. Yeah. Give me an unarmed strike on Gilroy. Oh, I, 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 I don't even know how to I don't even know how to role play. <laughs> I rolled okay. I'm, I'm not even going to touch just it. In awe. I rolled an 18 on my metal die down here. Oh, 18 no. and your unarmed strike. Unarmed strike is plus five, so that'd be 23. 23. Oh no! Oh, he's going. Yeah, you hit him. <laughs> and I was always the best rider. <laughs> technically, this is your hooves, so technically it's a melee attack with your hooves. So roll me a d6. All right. 
<laughs> oh no. Gilderov's about to get wrecked. Uh, five? <laughs> Gilderov crumples. Dies. He's dead. You crush his ribcage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you take six damage, Gilderov. In mid speech. But it wasn't in his face, no, right? No, it was in the, the solar, solar plex. Not the money. Yeah, right, right here. Right below the V of your V neck. Okay, not the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the middle of you speaking, he just crushes your chest. Now there's like a like a hoof print on his V neck. Yeah, Gilderob goes flying about <laughs> ten feet. He hits the ground and slides. My white V neck. Oh, I was gonna say Mogret might try to catch him. Taste my iron shot hooves. <laughs> oh, Mogret tries to catch. Mogret catches you as I'm you go flying to back. Catch you. Sir, you just you look up. Me. My hair is just flowing in the wind. <laughs> you can catch. <me>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I've got you. Gilderob looks up and just says, "Why, thank you, madam." <laughs> and I sit, I sit him down, and I just pat him on the head. Copper comes walking up to the two of you. I'm really sorry about that. Um, did you two just get here from the astral plane? Uh huh. What's your name? Uh, I'm Seeker. This is uh, Irwin. I'm Mogert Stonefire. She leans over to you, Seeker, and she kind of whispers quietly in your, like, to you where only you can hear. Not like, not quietly in your ear. That's kind of weird. But she just leans over and just, like, whispers, um, I am Tempari, the Copper Dragon. I was with you recently in the Astral Plane. Don't tell anyone I that. knew it. Oh, I, I have this. I, how important is it that I don't tell anyone? <laughs> Me appearing right next to them. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, I would say it's probably a nine. Okay, that sounds like we need to make a pinky swear. I'm, yeah, here, and she reaches out. Okay, I reach my little fox pinky out. Yeah, she pinky swears. Okay, I won't tell anyone. What, uh, what, what brings you all here? Bro, have you seen these people before? Look, this is like a fox lady and a horseman. Uh, and she just turns and looks at this strange man. No man. Yeah. Yeah, we prefer centaur. <laughs> Horseman is like an outdated. It's not very it's, polite. It's offensive. That's what he's trying to say. Yep. Uh, I'm so sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I'm a gnome. I'm a gnome man. I've got like this orange hair. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I see it. I like the hair. Yeah. Thank you. I like your like muscles. Me too. It's like my my fur. It's very nice. Oh, well, thanks. You know, I work hard on it, but, you know, really, we just have a good time. Gilderob says, and I'm a human. The name's Mogert Stonefire. <laughs> oh, Mogert. Mo- uh, like for the third time. Mogert, Mogert. Stonefire. Mogert. And I go up to all. Mogert. 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 That's pretty. Mogert. Yes. All right. Well, you got it in the back of the throat. Mogert. 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 All right. Well, I've got some. i got to get back to my gig here. You know, we're trying to. You're about to vomit. But, yeah, it was nice meeting you all. Uh, centaur and um, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Have a rad yeah. day, all right? And he turns around and he goes back all to right. his instrument. See you, Mikey. Chris, how are you feeling? Chris is feeling good, but he knew that he would. So, Copper turns to you all. Um, so, why are you here now, if you don't mind me asking? She, he asks, she asks to um, Seeker and the Centaur. Yeah, like deforestation. And uh, all these bad things are happening, yeah, in the astral plane. Right. Yeah, we need, we need like, some help. We need some helps. Something I did not tell you guys, and I meant to tell you, um, Shannon, Joe, <laughs> you have, like, a, a scroll, like a letter 
like from Dervetter, like sealed, it off. Uh, to give to the Baron, um, sort of explaining your thing. So you could show that to her Irwin's if you want. wisdom and intelligence is not that high. I don't think he would have. I don't know okay. if he can read. So <laughs> Seeker probably has the yeah. scroll. Like I've, I've like the, I've only been around your characters just like fifteen yeah, minutes, no, and already I feel like Seeker has the scroll. Like I, I like Seeker's got the scroll. I mean, does Irwin even have pockets? <laughs> He's got some saddlebags. Erwin you know, doesn't look, need pockets. If Erwin... He's got some fur you know, pockets. Erwin has a mouth This is pocket. a valid question. Chipmunk. Yeah, Erwin has like a kangaroo pouch where he keeps all the things that he needs. Oh. Erwin just spits out the scroll. And he's a marsupial. Well, Chris. Writing it down. Okay. So I, w- I would probably sit there just staring at the sky. Oh, I have a mission. Um, as I like... Ks- snap back to reality and I look mm-hmm. down at the papers I'm like we have to go talk to the Baron yeah we have to talk to the Baron too. Oh, I know the Baron you you too we have a we have a dinner appointment later <laughs> I don't know about the dinner okay look I'll take dinner. Look, look everyone have inspiration you're all doing fantastic <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm in actual pain right now from laughing. This is just as ridiculous as all of season four combined, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So you you need to see the Baron, and they need to see the Baron. Um, Mogert Copper says she leans over to you. Um, yeah, Copper. These are some of the ones. And she winks. Yeah, Copper. We talked about Copper, this. Copper, yes. We, Mogert, you don't have really to keep. Hard. You don't have to keep winking. Okay, oh, listen sorry, to me. Sorry. <laughs> um, Seeker here, and uh, I'm sorry. Um, Mr. Centaur, what's your Irwin. name? Erwin. 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 My name is Erwin. Seeker and Seeker and and Erwin. like you said, There's some of the. Some of the the children of Atonia that Dervetter has been like creating a new home for. Remember, we were talking right, about that right, on the way yes. to, um, you know. So we should definitely help them. Oh yeah. Uh, why don't you all come with us? You two are on my team and Chris's team. We are the champion team. We have a mission. I, I think it's technically still my team. It's Mogert. Chris's yeah. team. Sorry. <laughs> we are we are it's the team I'm, players. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a different team it's okay. now. I know you're a champion of the god. But yeah, I need you That's to true. calm down. She a don't make he me is know. on. He's the leader. Mogert, uh, don't make me whoop you Chris. again. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we can square up right now. I want to tussle. Oh come on. Oh Chris. Uh, <laughs> we don't have time for that. We've got to go. And <laughs> Copper starts walking toward the door of the municipal <laughs> sanctum. Okay. She's like waving you guys on. Come on. We we need to go. Let's go. Let's go. Yep. All right. All right. Um, The door is, it's a good sized door, but it's not quite good enough size for you, Erwin. Chris shoulder charges it. Uh, You run toward it, Chris. The moment you get within five feet of the door, it magically like zips open on its own. You see Mogert behind it. So you go barreling through. I turn around. I look at Mogert. I'm like, I can do it too. And I walk through the door. <laughs> <laughs> you all uh, come inside the main entrance there of the municipal sanctum. It is a large open area in the front. There's one of those sort of circular reception desks in the middle of the room. Um, and there is someone 
looking through a number of scrolls, uh, and they reach over to a slate, and you see them like sliding their hand up and down the slate, doing certain things, and then they turn and look at you all. Um, it is a an Amish uh, gentleman, a young man. Uh, he you know looks pre- looks pretty young, like early twenties, you would say, probably fresh into this job. And he quickly uh, kind of like shuffles some papers, and and he like sits up straight, and he's like, um, uh, "Welcome." Welcome. Well, uh, welcome to the municipal sanctum. Uh, what uh, can I do for you? Do you have an appointment? Morgan Stonefire. That uh, is my name. He, you see him writing your name down. Um, Erwin. Erwin. <laughs> um, and you know me, of course. It's Gilda Rob again. He just looks at you. And Nestle. He just kind of blinks. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm on your list near the top. <laughs> the VIP section. Do any of you have an, an actual appointment um, are you here to see the captain of business, the captain of imports, exports, the captain of mining? Who are you? Here to I see? am here to see the Baron. Yeah, the Baron. Oh well, you 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 must have an appointment then. Tell me, um, what what is your name? I'll check. Erwin. Chris. <laughs> Chris, just Chris. <laughs> Full name? Uh, possibly under keeps rocks in socks. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, from the in socks family. Yeah, I know. Um, let me see. Um, you know his mom and dad, Chris and Chris. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his dad was here yesterday Great seeing people. the captain of of uh, of uh, what? What is that? He says. Erwin. Oh, Never mind that. Um, <laughs> Irwin. Gilda Rob has just slipped him an 8x10 signed photo. <laughs> like, you, can just, you can just put that in your folder. Oh, I, I uh, want one. Thank you. So you don't have to look me up next he time. slides it over to the left. <laughs> I start handing them out to people. Mr. Insox, I'm afraid I don't see your name on the list. Um, have you made an appointment? I have not, but it is very important. That I get in to see him. I'm sure that it is. I, but if you I have a letter of recommendation from Gearby. Oh, from Fizzy Gear Guild? Yes. From his professor. Uh, could I see that, please? I start flipping through papers. Uh, here it is. Should I tell him I'm a champion of the gods? Do you think that would help? No. Oh, okay. So no. you give him the, you give him one of the paper, the papers from Gearby you shown to him? Yes. He looks over him. Oh, um, well... The Baron Baron uh, Baron Grable is very busy, uh, but uh, I will I will see. All right, uh, you know I, I don't want to turn away. You understand? Uh, get, w- one one moment. I completely understand, and I slide him ten gold. Oh my! <laughs> Greasing the wheels. Mogret sees His that. His eyes get big and grabs some gold and puts it on top. So, how likely are we to get that appointment? How how much gold do you put on top of it? And here's what's gonna happen, Chris. You're gonna make me a persuasion check. But you're going to have advantage because Mogert is, is sweetening the deal. I mean, okay? yep. I don't care about I mean, what you, you, just, you just grab some gold. Where is my Just roll stuff? me a D10, Felicia. You've got really? plenty. You've got a lot of gold. Just roll me a D10. You've got hundreds of gold. I mean. Yeah, when you step, it's just like. <laughs> roll a D10. Because <laughs> of all the coin. Felicia, how, it's not been that long since it, you played D&D. Roll a D10. A five. 50 gold. I'm just kidding. You, get, you put five. five. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Five gold. So, so 15 gold are slid toward him. Uh, Zach, make me. Persuasion check with advantage. Mogut winks at it. Oh, no. It is a 19. Oh. <laughs> with advantage. Thank goodness. That was rough. Yeah. That was I saw that before and I was worried. Yeah. Um, he says, I'll tell you what, uh, why don't you just come with me? Thank you. All right. He steps over and, and the part of the desk like slides inside of the other one. He doesn't touch. He just walks toward it, just automatically does that. And he steps down and you realize he's actually quite short. It's like three foot nothing. And he begins to lead you all toward uh, a hallway on the far right side. You all follow? 
I'm taller than yeah. him. <laughs> he's very short. Gilderob is narrating as if he's like an expert on this place, even though uh, he's, yeah. like, he's tour guiding one week yeah. in, in Rukithir. <laughs> he's tour guiding the municipal sanctum. Uh, you all walk down the hall, all 12 of you or whatever, and uh, you get down a good long way. You pass a number of doors. At the very end, there's a large double door. That they're made of like solid stone, uh, but there's little windows. They're like foggy. You can't see through them. They're kind of like crystally looking in a weird sort of blue. And the secretary gentleman, he walks up, he pulls from his pocket like a, like a stone, like a, little, like a really thin, like stone metalish, like alloy slate thing. And he swipes it down the middle of it and then gives a little knock. And then he pushes the door open, but he peeks back and he says, wait here. And then he closes it behind him. We have to wait here. Yeah, I'm not good at waiting. Me neither. <laughs> Where can I get one of those slates? So, Mogur, was it was it you that caught me in your um, muscly arms just a moment ago? Uh, she flexes. Well, as a champion of the gods, I am supposed to help people. Erwin also flexes. <laughs> Mogur. Oh, I'm not a champion of the gods. Wink. <laughs> Everyone just flexing. <laughs> yeah. Does it's it's good to, it's good to know that we have such a capable and and. Um, <laughs> Such a capable team captain. Oh, well, has Moger kept Chris up to date with, like with what she's doing? Would I understand who Copper is, or has she been secretive you about that? Know, yeah, yeah, no, no. You knew who she was with. Okay, yeah. You okay. Knew, she, when you guys chatted before this, yes, gotcha. she, you definitely knew. Oh yeah. After uh, <laughs> you know, probably thirty seconds, uh, you you hear a little handle and the door opens again, and the secretary steps out. Baron Grable is in the middle of something. But uh, he said that he will see you, um, but he can't give you more than three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes. That That is all I need. Um, so come on in. And he opens the door and, and lets you pass through. Uh, as you're passing through, Shanna, you mentioned something about what, needing to get one of those little slates. Are you wanting to try and get one of those slates? I would love to at some point, yes. You are passing by um, this gentleman, if you happen to have a... A thought about trying to get one. Yeah, I mean, is it like in his pocket? Is it like on a? Yeah, you, you can see it. It's like in the little little vest pocket thing here. You can see the corner sticking out just a little. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go for that. Okay, well then I need you to make me a sleight of hand check. Okay. Oh snap, that's not good. Oh no. <laughs> that's a two plus eight for ten. Ooh, okay. Well, he's going to roll. <laughs> Here, I'm not going to roll that yeah. one. Uh, what should I roll? Here, I'll roll this one. Uh-oh. Uh, he rolled a 15. Step's about to go off the rails. He rolled a 15. <laughs> uh, as you step up, and uh, you, you, what do you do? You try to, like, I mean, slip it out of his pocket, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, mostly want to look at it. Maybe pocket it. Depends on the, what I think mm -hmm, of it when mm -hmm, I look mm -hmm. at it. You get it about halfway out of his pocket. And uh, you kind of like slip by and you just kind of gingerly, like, like you do, you just quickly just kind of pull it out from your pocket. You get about halfway up and you just happen to glance out of the corner of your eye and he's staring right into your eyes. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, stare back. I uh, slowly slide it back into his pocket and pat it. And I'm like, uh -huh. that's, that's a very, very nice tablet you have. I was just looking. He just kind of blinks for a second and then... <laughs> He thinks about that fifteen gold he just got. He just shakes his head and just he just he just stands there. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> he's a little intimidated by the centaur. Uh, he's not going to lie. Just yeah. radiating pure <laughs> testosterone and muscle. Yeah, uh, I was flexing a minute ago when yeah. when Mozart was flexing. It's like, <laughs> took me oh, yeah. back to when I was like 
you know, like a statuesque figure. Um, Mr. Planerverse. Is anyone else observing this, Paul, that uh, a failed uh, lift attempt, or are we oblivious <laughs> to it? What is your passive perception? Let's see what your passive perception is, Gilderob. Your passive perception is 13 a... for me? It's 10. a 10. Uh, so with a 10 out of the grace <laughs> of my heart, I'm going to say no, Gilderob doesn't see. Even though... It, Okay. I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna say he's he doesn't see it this time uh, for okay. Shanna's sake. I'm gonna do that. I'm not afraid of failure. <laughs> oh boy! Well, <laughs> uh, this time he didn't see it. This time. Okay. Uh, so you step inside. Uh, the secretary closes the door behind, and you see uh, there's a sort of semicircle desk. There is a figure seated behind it. He seems to be an older-looking gnome. Um, he has dark hair. The desk is kind of like a slate metal. Everything is kind of that like really dark gray metal on top and stone but mingled in with it. And it has a number of these buttons glowing with runes placed around him at his fingertips in this sort of semicircle around him. He doesn't look up at you all. He, he seems to be like a middle-aged gnome with signs of gray beginning to show in his like prim black hair. It's like perfectly fixed. He looks very well kept. Uh, except he looks like he he fixed himself up perfectly somewhere around 48 hours ago. Huh. Okay. So he's disheveled. He's looking a little disheveled, um, but he looks like when he got ready, it was like very, very proper and very good. He, he's dressed in a sleek, long sleeve tunic with these nice little bluish teal stone cufflinks. He's got navy blue. It's a navy blue shirt with these, these teal trimmings, um, and he is just – he's got his head down. He's wearing glasses, but they're kind of like – they're not half moon, but they're like the little like sort of rounded rectangle glasses that are just kind of like the lower half of his eyes. You see he's got large eyes and a big bulbous nose. Chris, you immediately recognize some of the same features um, to Gearby because you know, the rest of you don't know, but you know that he is Gearby's younger brother. Standing behind him, there's a, a, a woman. Um, she looks a little younger than him, but not like a young woman necessarily. You know, probably a young adult, but it's hard to tell with gnomes. They live pretty long while. Um, she is also very uh, neatly dressed. Her green hair is pulled back in a bun, and she's got it's like a tight bun with two pencils stabbed through it. She's holding a slate in her hands, and she's scribbling on it with a black sort of pencil or writing utensil. And Grable, Baron Grable, is pressing That's different runes uh, on his <laughs> desk. I know, right? Uh, you just, she, just, she gives you an eye as you walk into the room. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't do that. Uh, I stand up straight. <laughs> and uh, he just does not address you all for a minute. He doesn't even look up at you. Um, Gilderob kind of – so you said he's at like a control panel? Uh, he's seated – it's a desk. It's like a big circular desk, but there are a number of these runic buttons, and he's doing something. And you can't – it looks like he's looking at something like right in front of his eyes, but you guys don't see anything. Like he's obviously focused on something. From Gilderob's time in the city, um, is he familiar with this person yet, mm, would you say? No, I would say he isn't. Actually, familiar okay. with this he person. He might say he is. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Gilderob motions to <laughs> Nestle and kind of says, uh, "Nestle, come on over here. This is a fascinating contraption." And he and Gilderob huh? mentions, "I quit doodling my poodles." It appears that there are buttons, and if you push this, the button, moment your hand goes down, the secretary, <laughs> like a pencil, comes flying out and smacks your finger and keeps it from touching. She doesn't say a word, and she's not even looking at you. <laughs> Uncalled for. Do you know who I am? So Mogert goes over kind of to Chris and mm -hmm. kind of doesn't, like, push him in front to talk, but mm -hmm. kind of, like, pats him on the back. Mm -hmm. It's your turn. Give him just a second. Mm. I, I don't want to interrupt him. Um, this is pretty important. He's, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Probably two minutes pass. 
which I told you only had three, but you assume that it's not counting right now while he's not looking at you. Uh, finally, he stops. He goes, <sighs> and he, he turns, he looks up at the secretary, and she kind of gives him a little nod of, of like, yeah, you know, that, yes, yeah, you're good. He, he like pulls back, his back cracks his back, stretches back, like pops his wrists, and then sits up and kind of scoots up in his chair and looks around. It's like he's seen you all over for the first time, and he's like, oh, uh, hello, uh, hello, welcome. To, um, <clears throat> what can I do for all of you? Yeah, deforestation is like a really, <laughs> really big problem, and like we need your help to stop it. We don't have any forests in Runeka there. Yeah, um, the guy outside said you have no trees. Uh, no, not... I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> did William let you in here to, uh, to talk to me about trees in Runeka there? We don't have trees in Runeka there. Yeah, but you could have trees. He, he quickly looks amongst all of you, and then eyes falling to Chris, he says, Christopher. Baron Grable. Mogert's just standing right behind Chris, arms crossed. And he also sees Copper standing there. Copper! Oh, this is the Baron I told you about. Uh, uh. You you look rough. Well, it's nice to see you too, Chris. I mean, it's it's great to see you, but... Well, I, look, I, Have I, you slept? No, I... Are you okay? Everything, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, What is it that you all need? Do you know... Uh, one second. Are you a centaur? <laughs> yeah. What? Where? Um, I. Centaurs are real? <laughs> yeah, we're real. Oh, like, we're... look at these real muscles back here. <laughs> he turns around and, and gives him the old and flag, Mogert, you know. As, as soon as he starts flexing, <laughs> Mogert starts flexing too. Yeah. It, uh, I, this is seven times Mr. Planiverse. This right is kind here. of a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to get into this, but I do have a lot to, to do. What What can I do for you, Chris? And Copper, so, it's good to see you too. Margaret Stonefire. I'm I'm sure you know uh, that I I got deployed to Venthaven after. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Gearby told me yes. uh, you were gone to Venthaven, right? Yes, we so, approved that. Uh, you came by my office. I remember seeing. So while I was there, of course, I left with the level one runestone. Right. Um. It did not work in the... It was broken? No, it is not strong enough to power the machine I needed to power. Oh. A level two will not do it. Maybe a level Irwin would do it, though. I, I need permission to take a level three. Irwin. Chris. I, I know. I know it's a lot to ask. You have no idea. But I need it. Chris, look. Even I... Uh, you have paperwork. Of course I have paperwork. Let me see it. And I lay the paperwork on the desk. Mogert lays five coins on the desk. No, 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 no. That's not necessary. Don't worry about it. Don't. I don't need that. Mogert Thank you, though. I appreciate it. your kindness. Or you weren't trying to bribe me, were you? Gilderob slips him an eight by, assigned eight by ten. <laughs> I've seen one of these. Didn't we see one of these earlier? He says, looking up at his secretary. Is that a trash can? And she just gives him a little nod. Uh, we sit in the. I hand one to the secretary. She just, she just looks. She doesn't reach out a hand for it. She doesn't say anything. She just kind of gives a little. Like, I fold know. it up and put it on her typewriter or whatever. She <laughs> <has>. <laughs> Slide it over her little tablet. She just, yeah. she just closes her eyes for like three seconds and then she doesn't say anything. Um, I give her a thumbs up. <laughs> um, so, look. We're facing some difficulties right now, specifically with the rune stones. 
I'm sorry. He looks at the, all of you, and then he looks at the centaur, and then he looks at the fox lady. Are you with Chris? We're... I've never... This is eventful. We just met them. They're on the champion team now. I, yeah, uh, we're on the team now. Yeah. They are now. Are you also here for rune stones? I'm sorry, we don't have any... I'm well, if you're giving them out, I'll take a couple. I thought we were here for dinner. No, it's for deforestation. It's like all the people from... Otonia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I left my level infinity runestone in my sock drawer. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be having this situation. Do you all have any paperwork for your deforestation problem, or what's the? I uh, uh, I cannot read. <laughs> I've got, I've got it, I've got it right here. <laughs> you give him, the, you give him the the scroll. Yep. Oh, here, and he reaches out, takes it, and the moment it touches his hand, it turns icy cold. Hmm. What is this? Don, uh, scroll. You read it. Oh, you feel it. Yeah. Mogert, you, you, cold breath comes out of your mouth. Yeah, Mogert just kind of breathes and ice comes out. He takes it. And, this isn't cursed, is it? Don't be such a sissy. <laughs> read, the, read the scroll. He looks at you, Gilderob. He says, here, open this. <laughs> <laughs> he holds it out to you. Do you take so, it? Gilderob does a little smolder uh-huh. to warm it up a little bit. Oh, it, it gets colder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gilderob's happy to uh, read it. All right, you take it and you open it. <clears throat> Turns to ice. You open it and, like, like snow, ice comes flowing out of it and, like, swirls around the room. And in the center of the room, words appear in bright silver dwarven runes. Sick. I copy them down. I don't know what they mean, but I do. Gilderob doesn't know Dwarvish, uh-huh. but that doesn't stop him from trying to translate. <laughs> As the words appear before you, a voice rings out across the room. Baron Grable, the Gopter Vetter requests your aid. The children of Atonia need a home. My time and my power grows short. Will Rune Kathir answer? And Grable just looks around and he gets paler and looks more disheveled. Yeah, this is what I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to me. It's about deforestation. Oh my goodness. This is incredible. Oh, I love it. I've been saying this all the whole time. <laughs> I love it. What exactly was that about? I think once Mogert mm-hmm. kind of felt that, she mm-hmm. kind of kneeled down mm-hmm. while that Took showed up. Yeah. Yeah, you get you, you guys have seen Mogert and her skin is looking pretty icy. Very cool. I copy Mogert. Do the Tim Tebow. <laughs> Mogert, your champion shoes are showing. Okay, look, here's the thing. Um, I don't really know what this means and and when the message ended like the frost went away and the scrolls there and all the words are on it but this was just sort of like Dredder's way of affirming hey this is the real deal uh, he reaches forward to take it back from you Gilderob paper Gilderob passes back a signed uh, <laughs> autograph <laughs> he signs a scroll and hands it back he takes it and hands it back okay. you also give him the scroll you're gonna want to hang on to that <laughs> Okay. I don't know what I can do. 
you are the children of Atonia. What does that mean? I'm not sure what that means. I thought the gnomes were the children of Atonia. So we're like... Oh, that me, it's like you're not when you. you have a baby <laughs> and then like that becomes your child. We are like Atonia's child. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this is murdering. Do you need... It's like, you know, when you have a family... <laughs> Okay, no, no. I, yeah, you know this. I understand that, what a child is. Um, well, um, Mr. Centaur, are you all from... He prefers horse, man, I believe. Another world, another place, another plane, another land, another realm. Yeah, it, there's lots of trees there. It's not like here. So you're from a place with a lot of trees. Why don't you go back to the trees? Something something happening with the trees? What is the... Yeah, deforestation. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is deforestation in a way. They're all disappearing. I see. Copper reaches over and, like, pokes Mogert on the shoulder. Yes, Copper. Mogert knows all about this. Mm-hmm. She and Vetter have had some long chats. Oh, yeah. Best friends. Well, like mentor-mentee situation. Sure, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and Copper kind of gives you a nod, like, you can help. The name's Mogert Stonefire. Oh. I am Dervetter's champion. I copy this now. All right. The deforestation, as this man, Sintar, mm. has told us over and over, uh, is very, very real. The secretary leans down and whispers in his ear real quick, and he says, Your, your three minutes are up, but don't just keep going. <laughs> All right. I thought you would say that. Yeah, you're fine. Um, we are here to help Chris... Get the uh, level three better than two. What Rune was that thing? Rune stone. Rune yes, stone. Thank you so much. Right. Also, just found out uh-huh. these friends are from Atonia's place. Okay. And uh, deforestation is real. Gilderoff <laughs> kind of hides Nestle's little notebook mm-hmm. full of cut down trees. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, There's literal really pictures hit. of trees it's being cut down on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, doodle, I doodle some deforestation <laughs> right there. But <laughs> this is very real. And honestly, I don't know what you could do um, to help, but anything would help the well, gods. Well, and- the scroll has more information here. It seems like Dervetter wants us to, to aid with some of our technology. The god Dervetter is submitting an official request. Um, I'll have to look at this, but I, I, we have a problem, um, and I don't know if there's any way I can help you. What is the problem? Chris, I, I don't have any level three rune stones. Oh, great. What, what do you mean? I only have level four. Can you put a couple of level one rune stones together? <laughs> what do you mean we have no... Level three rune stones. Well, you know how it works, Chris. We we have to get the rune stones from from the Blurgans. You know the Blurgans. Of, of course, but before I left, we had plenty. What? Yeah, well, th- something has happened. Gerald Gerald Blurgan is is rejecting all of my calls. He is ignoring me. I have submitted. Dozens of requests for rune stones. I don't know what's going on. All requests for rune stones have been rejected. We're almost at a critical level in rune Cathare for shipments. Now we're okay. You know we're fine, and our city will be fine. We have our rune stones, but I don't know what's going on. And and Blurgan has the rune rights. 
to to this to the, the ore, the ore that creates the rune stones. You know, it's a very specific and special stone. He's got the rune rights. We can't go get them. They're his. And he's ignoring me. Okay. Um, all right. With all due respect, it's Blurgen. That's not good enough. And I will go talk to Mister Blurgen myself. Me too. Yeah, we'll go get these stones. Oh. Yeah. Now, if you could please point me in that direction. Well, look. Oh, um, he, he stops. Um, he kind of looks up at the secretary. She leans down. She whispers in his ear for a minute, and he kind of. You think it? All right. Well. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. All right. If you, if you, <laughs> and each each time Gilderob's kind of like you know yeah. uh, jumping forward uh, like. If you, <laughs> I'm writing down how she says it as well. If you think that, uh, if, if you th- like dash, dash. <laughs> if you think that you can uh, convince him or find out what's going on, Gerald, I've known Gerald for a long, long time. We were close friends at one time, even business partners years and years ago. But we had a. Uh, falling out <clears throat> and uh well he and i he's not gonna i can't get you in um you'll have to try to talk to him if you can but he's very secretive he can be difficult to persuade you might be better off trying to just figure things out on your own i don't know but if you can find out what's going on then yeah that could help a lot oh I'll, we'll persuade him i'll do my best chris is team captain of the champion team i don't know if you knew this and Mogert looks over at Chris and winks. Chris nods. Thank you. Oh, Gilderob's looking back and forth because he's confused now. <laughs> he's confused. <laughs> Look, you, you just need to go to Blurgen Blasting. How do you spell that? Blurgen. B-L-U-R-G-E-N. Blasting. B-L-A-S-T-I-N-G. I'll tell you on the way. I'll tell you on the way. You know where that is, right, Chris? I do. Yeah. Yeah. North side of the city. Um there's bad blood between Grable and, and Glurb and uh, Gerald Glurvin. Um, Blurgen. Uh, see, I can't even say it. Gerald is, you know, but just don't tell him you're from with me. You know, maybe he'll talk to you. Or if you have some other all way right. of getting information, you know, you all seem like a highly skilled group of folks. Um, and maybe we can figure out what's going on. We have a couple cards up our no sleeves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No sleeves. In our mouth pockets, yeah. <laughs> and Mogert has cards come out of her mouth. Um, but I, I, uh, we could do it. You, uh, if you can find out what's going on, maybe we can help you. And until then, there's nothing I can do, Chris. My hands are tied. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, we can see ourselves out. He uh, and I turn and start walking. Okay. I guess he turns to his his, uh, his secretary there. She leans down, and begins whispering to him again, and you all are free to go. I slipped the secretary another signed copy this time. Like, but it's, it's even more signed. It's There's even three more signatures. signed. <laughs> it's, tri- it's triple signed. It's triple signed. This time she just takes it. She knows there's nothing she can do to stop it, so she just takes it. I, uh, I turn to Chris and I say, So, Chris, does this mean that my mother will not die? <laughs> um, Erwin? Yeah. I I don't know how to say this. Yeah. <laughs> Your no. mother may still die. But we will try our best. <laughs> Mogert walks don't up. Don't talk about Joe Mama. Oh my way. soul. Mogert walks up, pats Erwin. We will save your mother. 
We will stop the deforestation. It's so bad. Forever. It's so bad. Gilderoff has some oats in his pocket and he offers it to Erwin. It's like, it's okay. It's Here you go. Erwin. Erwin takes them. Gilderob, can I can I have one of those fancy portraits that you keep handing out? I hand him one. I throw it up in the air and I firebolt it. Oh! <laughs> I hand him another one. I do the same. <laughs> I hand him a couple copies. Gilderob is standing under the ashes and just kind of like, like, great idea, Chris. Great. Is it? it is anyone watching? Mogert's watching. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> I give up. Gilderob loves it. He loves it. Chris, Copper walks up beside you, uh, between you and, and Mogert, while you're just, you know, you're skeet shooting Gilderob's <laughs> photocopter. <laughs> and she taps you on the shoulder. Um, Chris, I, I'm i going to have to. I have some business I need to attend to. Copper. Yes. You you can't come with us? I cannot. I'm sorry. Man, uh, what that I, would have been great. Do you know how... Much somebody of your status could help persuade. Oh yeah, she's, no, she's I'm, a dragon. I, I know, Mogert. She throat chops Mogert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you guys don't see her move. Like there's no Come movement. Right. Mogert, oh, are, are you all right, Mogert? Are you choking? It's just that quick. Um, I just I have to go. I'm afraid there's some things I have to take care of that are very important. Cannot wait. Um, I understand. I will. I will try to reconvene with you on the end if, if I can. Uh, if not, can you put Mogert on her way to the same, um, uh, the yes. same driller make, train station we I came in from? I can make sure she gets there. Oh, it'll dry be great. Sta- the central dryland station. Uh, yeah. So need to write that down. Uh, I uh, thank you. Okay. Good luck. Cool. Thank and you for bringing turns. her here. Oh, you uh, you're most welcome. And anything I can do to help, I will. I just don't know <laughs> if I'll be able to. So. Um, All right. Well, good safe luck. safe flight. Ride. Remember the rock phone I gave you. She turns you. and she walks away. I'll call uh, you. She just kind of waves back. She's, she's one of, she's one of my best friends. <laughs> well, are you leaving then? So soon? Uh, yeah, I, I, I have to see some family and, and some stuff. Oh. So, um, I'll, uh, I'll Very see you all busy. later. Yeah, I'll see you all later. Okay. Get out of here! What are you doing? Now still be- here? Go! She's so busy. Now before you go, and an eight by ten gets slipped to her. <laughs> Make it into a paper airplane and just toss it to her as it floats over. Yeah. Um. All right. She's gone. She steps out and is gone. And you all are going to try and make your way toward the north side of town. Yep. Okay. Is it a long way, Paul, to where we're going on the north side of town? You are going to have to take a transport, yeah. It would take you a good long while to get there. On the way over, so Gilderob has had kind of slung to his back um, what looks to be a broom. Uh And he flips it off, and he kind of like taps it twice on the ground. Mm -hmm. And some wheels come out, and it's got a little pedestal he stands on. He stands on it and like leans forward, and it starts to kind of drive himself around. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a cousin who teaches at a, 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 a school for gifted youngsters, and they fly around on these things all the oh, time. Oh, my soul. Very good. I need one of those. I have a miniature one. Yeah, and Nestle has a miniature one. <laughs> as as we're getting on the transport, I do want to look over at uh, Erwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry for what I said about your mom. 
I was. It really hurts, it, you know, like in the heart. I I understand. I'm trying to it's do my better. Mom, yeah. Um, I I will personally protect your mom. Do not worry. I, oh, and, gosh, and I, I can I, barely take. I pat him on the side of the leg because that's probably the highest I can reach. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, for gosh. Sure, for sure. Ir- Irwin appreciates Give it. Give like, Caref- careful, kids, careful. Last time <laughs> I did that, I, I, I got kicked. <laughs> I can't see why. <laughs> so, Chris, you you know where you all are heading. Yes. Um, but you all don't necessarily have a plan, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six of you now, right? Um, you know you're heading into a somewhat precarious situation. Certain death. You're not personally familiar with Gerald Blurry, and you've never like had personal interaction with him. He's like a very wealthy, very high up sort of man. That you know, it's not like the Baron whom you have a connection with because of Gearby. So you don't know this man personally, this gnome, but you do know that the Borgen Blasting is the biggest mining operation in all of Rundrock. It is the biggest deal. It's probably the most lucrative. Uh, business slash corporation in the entire city because everything, all the technology that is done is built on the basis of the rune stones and the rune stones all give royalties to Blurgen Blasting because they have the rune rights for the uh, stones that become the rune stones. Um, now, they don't come with the magic and the power of the energy built inside of them. That is, they're imbued. It's a specific and special type of ore that they discovered, and it's the only thing that can actually be imbued with and maintain and keep the energy uh, over a very long time with very little uh, bleed of energy or anything like that. So this is going to be a difficult situation. You also know that this place is huge. Um, You don't know if Blurgen's going to be in his office or if he's going to be out and about. Um, His office is actually located at the head of the major mining operation. And the operation goes way down into the earth. They sometimes do, they have excursions. No one knows where the rune stones are kept except the records and people inside Blurgen Blastic. The only ones who can tell you are them. You have no idea. And you couldn't find anybody else in Rune Cuthair that knows. It's like the best kept secret in Rune Cuthair, which is the best kept secret in all of Monumi, right? Or maybe the worst kept secret, who knows? <laughs> um, so you know these things are true. So uh, you would probably share that information with them, and we don't have to role play all that well, out. But you basically need to explain to them, hey, you know, this isn't going to be easy. This isn't like going and seeing uh, Baron Grable. This is going to be tough, and you all need to discuss what is your approach. Um, you're going to walk in with a centaur. So question, Chris <laughs> and Mogert's kind of set back on a chair. Yes. So is this like Morky level monsters Morky. that we're fighting? Morky, you remember my friend? Um, so uh, who's Morky? Uh, who, He's a Morikoth. His name's uh, Morky. I'll, I'll tell you later. How do you there. spell that? <laughs> M. Ah, oh, okay. That's what, that's what I needed. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Mogert, <laughs> we're not going to be yes. fighting anyone yet. That you know of. Um, Why am I here? <laughs> in, unless he refuses to give us the rune stones. Um, well. But this is going to be persuading and deceiving. Um, oh, I'm and really good at all of those. I, I know you are. That's why I called you. So I knew it. <laughs> so just don't punch anyone unless they punch you first. Uh, I'll let them punch me twice. I can take it. I'm, I'm sure you can. <laughs> so, I, I'm gonna look over at the centaur. 
Yeah, um... Are we sneaking in? I don't know what to do with that. With with what? <laughs> he says, looking at the centaur. <laughs> that! What? What is what? I don't understand you. Gilderob kind of, like, offers, if necessary, I can ride him in to make it look a little more... Natural. Natural. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, my soul. I, yeah, no, probably not. No. Um... So what is your plan? I mean, Erwin would make a great distraction if we need a distraction. That's true. Yeah, I can make a distraction. I'm very distracting. Does another one of these like... (laughs) (laughs) Now, now Gilderob does have... He's got an apartment full of, like, um, busy gear promo stuff. We could make a delivery. All right. Um, I mean, I wrote a letter in the sand one time. (laughs) <laughs> she did. She did. It's not relevant information, but it is information. <laughs> Slight flex. I've never uh, delivered anything. Delivered a couple punches. Yeah, delivered this hammer to your face. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, that that might that might be good enough to get us in. Just to get us in the door, if we wanted to. L- let's let's go with that. Just to get us in the door. I've got an apartment of promos. I'm stuff. really good at carrying okay. things. I can be like the guy that. Carries the things in, yeah. Uh, actually, yes. That's actually a good idea. Put all of that on his back. Chris, what do you got in your bag of holding? Probably nothing. I don't I mean, know. What, what do you got that he could carry in? What looks like a delivery? Anything? A box. Got a box in there? <laughs> got a, do y'all need to stop by and get some boxes? Y'all need to swing by Gilderob's apartment? I mean, you can swing by his apartment on the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's just full of boxes. I take off my hand. And do what with it? <laughs> the hand. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay a uh, fabric of some sort on his back. And then I'm going to display my hand on his back. This is our newest prototype from the Fizzy Gear Guild. Oh no! We are coming. <laughs> we are coming to talk to them about our newest prototype. Uh, Gilderob, I would probably say that you have at least some. Thank you. Because um, I have nothing. You probably have some <laughs> um, like promotional material. You know, like yeah. like not like bumper mm-hmm. stickers, but you know what I'm saying, like something like that, like on you, or maybe uh, Nestle has an incredible it. amount of eight by ten. I probably yeah, have it. it. You know what we have? Do you know what we have, Paul? What's that? Like. Yeah. A pocket full of fidget spinners? <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. okay, okay. Yeah, they they all, all say, like, I heart... Busy Gear uh, Guild. GL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so, like, if you wanted to use that stuff along with the hand, you've got enough to probably create some level of a farce. What about, um... I've got, like, an adventurer's bag that probably looks like saddlebags due to my centaur nature. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Now, Seeker... Like, you're really good. You're probably really good with, like, you know. Subterfuge. Deceiving. <laughs> and so you might have a good eye for, you know, creating somewhat of a of a farce, you know, something to try and convince someone or something. I think, mm-hmm. if I remember right, I might be, I might have a disguise kit. Oh, yeah, you probably do. I have proficiency. Disguise me as a box. Remember. Okay. Yeah. So what do you want to do with that? Um, I mean, I feel like we still need to take care of Erwin's 
like face and body. What do you mean? Oh. This face, this body, <laughs> oh. sculpted by a card. Are we making him full horse? Uh, I mean, you look great, man, <laughs> but... He's chiseled. <laughs> Uh, there's no one else here like you. That's a good point. You're right, there's no one here like me. Look at these glutes. These dirts. She says that she's walking around as a fox. Yeah, but hers could be a costume. Maybe he... Oh, I can't say that. I, I shouldn't tell you this. I had, a, I had an interesting idea. Maybe, what if Erwin is your newest prototype? Ooh. Could be. I like this. Okay, so Gilderob... Um, he didn't pay much attention. He didn't pay much attention in school, but he mm -hmm. remembers hearing this story mm -hmm. about a bunch of warriors who left a wooden contraption in front of the gate. <laughs> oh my soul. And then they think got pulled in. So with with the Just stay with the really blanket still. with the blanket we put over Irwin, Gilderob mm -hmm. is thinking, I wonder how many people we could hide under that blanket. Oh <laughs> but he's saying it out loud to himself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? So with with Erwin about to be the uh, prototype, Chris is going to put his hand back on because he kind of needs that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. So so I'm going to be blanketed, and then people are going to hide underneath me, slash equipment is going to be on me to make it look like I'm some sort of bulky prototype. Is this the idea? Okay, uh -huh. in this case, what I want... Mogert's then... not hiding. No. Mulgrew probably has no idea what's going on right now. She's no like, idea what what's happening? Going on. Um, what I want here then is I want Seeker, uh, you can use your disguise kit to try and make Irwin. 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 Look like a. Uh, Irwin. Irwin. Look like a uh, something. A prototype of some kind, okay? okay. Uh, and, and some of you are helping also. So I would also say that you can have uh, advantage on that as well. All right. Okay. Oh my gosh! I rolled four twice. <laughs> oh no! Well, I will tell you this: you have your inspiration, and in MBH we consider inspiration a re-roll. So oh, you can yeah, re-roll one of those once if you want to use your inspiration. Okay, I've got to switch. Do up. it. I've used two dice so far. Well, let's see. Yeah, put those bad boys in Get prison. Those out. Okay, that's a fifteen. Okay, fifteen plus seven. Mm -hmm. ah, so that's yes. a twenty-two. So twenty-two is really good. Nice. Took us a couple nice. tries, but we got it. <laughs> Took, you yeah. got there. You got there in the end. First try. Matters. Yeah, got it in one. Um, so you help, and with the blanket or the sheet or whatever it is, the cloth that you guys have pulled from somewhere, probably from Chris's bag of holding, uh, you manage to make him appear more boxy and less Schwarzenegger. Uh, muscular man style. Yeah, I got the curves, but they make them into boxes. <laughs> oh, no. oh. You look real good. Yeah. What is he supposed to look like? Uh, you attach like some of the like the memorabilia type things that uh, Gilderob contributes. Mm -hmm. Chris um, contributes like some some techie stuff to make like some some sort of glow in there, different things. And you guys really create a really nice disguise. Where he looks like a hidden prototype. Nice. So your prototype looks good. Now he can't see anything. So that could theoretically be a problem. But so long as you guys are, are you know, you're, rope. you're pushing him, you know, you're like, <laughs> so you're having to move him, right? So you, yeah, I got uh -oh. some rope. Gilderob did put a leash on him. <laughs> oh, okay. he's leading him I don't along. think, I don't think Erwin would be okay with the leash. Erwin's <laughs> <laughs> like, What are you doing? Where is it right the neck? probably have like a belt or something we can tie some rope to. I think you'd be more okay with a belt, yeah. 
Yeah, you got got some kind of lead, right? Not around the neck. Or I just cut two little holes through the little thing. <laughs> no. Where your eyes are. No, you go to do that, <laughs> and and Seeker's like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Seeker's the expert here. She's like, mm, maybe don't. I'll be your eyes, Erwin. <laughs> yeah, they'll be your eyes. He'll be fine. Buddy. So you all finally you get. You get close enough. Uh, now, Chris, you probably, you know, ca- kind of have the thought, maybe we shouldn't land right. You know, we shouldn't stop right outside. You know, let us get out, sort of situate ourselves. You know, there is a horseman who's going to walk out of this transport, so we don't want to obviously look like a horseman just walked off. And sort of get set up. Now, as you're getting set, what is your plan? Chris, where are we going? What are we doing? Why is he dressed up as a box? We are here to present our newest prototype. What's a prototype? To the head of Bergen Blasting. The horseman. Well, what are we calling the prototype? Good question. It's the, uh... Champion Horus 1.7. The T-500? T yeah, the T-800 yeah, yes. or whatever it was. <laughs> nice. That'll be fun. <laughs> T-800? So we are here to present the T-800 to the head of Bergen Blasting. The T-800. <laughs> And then I guess we're going to make up the rest as we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what, what uh, special capabilities would the T-800 offer Bergen Blasting such that they uh, would possibly be interested? They have a core Cyberdyne system. Is a <laughs> Cyberdyne system? <laughs> what is it? The Cyberdyne system? 101 yeah. or something? Yeah, 101. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Um, the T-800 mm. offers... Great fighting capability, <laughs> super speed, and super strength. And I'm indestructible. Yeah. And the ability to intelligently determine where the best mining location is. <laughs> yeah, it's a great mine. It's a it's a wonderful miner, automated miner. I, I guess we're presenting this as a a war machine. A war machine that can be tailored to mining. Automaton. That sounds great. Gilderop likes it. <laughs> okay, so who's going in to do that? I mean, I feel like I have to be there, all of you? but I mean, well, I mean, yeah. you do obviously. You're the you are the T eight one hundred. I say we're all going. Are we gonna like split off and try yeah. to like infiltrate at the same time as we're presenting? This is Man. these are important questions. I thought that we were sneaking them in under in your undercarriage, <laughs> in the mouth pockets. Who's sneaking in in Irwin's undercarriage? All right, Gilderoy is obviously <laughs> into the idea, so Gilderoy sneaking in. <laughs> Well, Gilderob, I thought, and, Gilderob. and Gilder, Gilderob, Gilderob, I think, um, if you know, he's, he's, he is a representative mm, of, 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 um, gear. of the, the company in the case. So he's probably going to be presenting and, and trying to talk to. Yeah, and Chris's. Chris actually being a member of the guild yep. would probably be alongside Gilderob. Yeah, and he's got his letter of recommendation with him, too. So Seeker and Mogert? Maybe, like, the other, like, weird animal can also be, uh, uh, snuckin'. Mm-hmm. Mogut's probably okay. not sneaking. <laughs> I can just disguise myself. I've got some stuff left in my kit. Yeah, she can so, disguise herself. Unless I roll terribly again. <laughs> Alright, it's just me, then. <laughs> it's just, okay, alright. Okay, so everyone's gonna walk. Um, now, Seeker, if you want to make yourself a disguise, you can go for it. Yep. Do it. Same thing. Roll me a check there. Okay, seven plus seven for fourteen. Okay, fourteen's fine. I mean, you know, under deep inspection, someone might go, "Does this person have fox fur?" But you know, you're able to just have a condition. Make it, you just make it, you, know, you just kind of seem nondescript. Like, what are you going for exactly? Uh, I'm just trying to look like um, uh, uh, Mogert, I think. 
<laughs> okay, you're trying to trying to look like a like a blonde dwarf lady. You know, you you're look close. like someone I know. <laughs> you're closer. You, know? <laughs> you kind of you, you kind of paint up the the you know the fur in a way you would often do, like to blend in with the night. But this time you try to blend in with a tan skin blonde haired dwarf woman, and yes. uh, it's you know you just kind of you get close. You look close great. Enough. Close enough, people might go. Something weird, but also like not like oh no, what's that? But more like <laughs> cousins. It's not uncanny valley. It's strange, just, uh, but you don't want to stare. You know, you don't want to <laughs> seem rude. Like that's kind of that's kind of where you land, right? I that pull weird, out of my turtle valley. shell backpack a mini turtle shell backpack. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I put yes. It on her. This is like bring your kid to work. I made day. this for you. <laughs> it's turtles. All I the made way down. it for her. This is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own little Mogurt turtle, small, okay. smaller a, turtle. I backpack. just made it like I made the glove in season four. I got also, a 12. it's horrible then. I got it's, a 12. it's horrible. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. you got a 12? <laughs> oh, it's good. I mean, it's a turtle. Uh, I killed that on the way here. Yeah, it's got some cracks, but it's, it's Tim, nice. It's Tempari nice. shot it with some fire. Oh, my soul. And... She murdered a turtle. And that's my spirit animal. How dare you? Um, okay. Call back. We, uh, we are here. Transports arrived. You all have gotten out. You've gotten yourself prepared. Chris, are you ready? Chris is ready. I'm ready. You all start walking toward and, and pulling your T-800 along with you. Yep. Um, <laughs> what does it look like? Does it look like a, is it like a box, like sheet man? Like what am I, what are we, what is, is it like, a, is it box, it's boxy, right? And it's got like a fizzy gear logo on there. Hey Paul, it's like when we were kids and mm. we got cardboard boxes and yeah. tried to make a robot suit. Yeah, but with a sheet on it with a physical guild logo. Okay, Put the yeah, sheet that's on it. it. Yeah. And instead of a human, it's a centaur under the box. Yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah. this and then up and then over and then down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the it's like a big L. It's like a giant L. It's amazing. Okay. You all go down the road and you're past a lot of buildings. You see a number of folks. You hear the buzz and the uh, the, the carts going by and different things. And, and up ahead of you, you can already hear the operation of machinery working because this is a major mining operation. It's way beyond just getting these stones for the rune stones. They they do tons of mining for tons of things, iron and and all kinds of, of different metals and stones. Uh, but up ahead of it, it's it's uh, a lot of the sort of motif in rune cathar tends to be like a slate gray and a teal blue things like that. Here, there's a lot of like like a mustard yellow. Like that seems to be their sort of motif, their theme. And you see a sign, and it's it's like a that great that gray slate, but on it is carved in runes. Uh, in in the 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 dwarven gnomish runic language, you see uh, blurgen blasting spelled out. And those of you who can read that see that. And then uh, it's a big sign, like right right by the main like road that you're on. And you guys pass that up, and you're you're approaching like the wall of Rune Cathair. Like, it's a, it's a giant city inside the ground, so it's like stone walls. And there are these shining lights up above you. It's those really pure white lights that almost look blue that, like, shine out of these stones inside the ceiling. Um, but the wall's coming down ahead of you, and you all are approaching that wall. And you can see way up there are great cavernous entrances or exits, depending on how you look at it, cut into the wall. There are great machines. There are these huge, like, clawed almost insect leg looking things climbing up on there and you can see like the sparks of fires being used and and, like essentially lasers like cutting into the wall and you hear those things you see people up on the walls doing things um you see a couple people go by way up there using like some something like a jetpack like there's a lot of things going on cool as you guys are coming up you come up on the main road and there is a large building but the building is like it's like it caves in onto the wall it's like it's only like two stories high so it's not that big Chris, you're aware of how you're aware that this building is not vertical, 
going up, it's vertical going down. Up and down. So you know that this building is... It's like an iceberg. Yeah, it's much bigger. That's right. You're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Um, and as you all approach, you are pretty quickly come upon what is essentially a giant fence, an enormous fence. Uh, it'd be very difficult for someone to climb over. Georgie would love this. It's not like a, uh, <laughs> it's not like a prison fence. There is a gate, and you're coming upon it. And there are a couple of figures standing on either side of it wearing like something akin to like a hard hat. Chris, you... As you're walking forward, one of them like looks over at you all and says, uh, Halt! Uh, what can I do for you all? Mogert Stonefire. Mogert, nice to meet you. The name is uh, Joshua. Joshua, I, I'm Keeps Rocks and Socks. Um, I am one of the interns at the Fizzy Gear Guild. Uh, oh. We are here hopefully to talk um, to Mr. Blurgen about a new prototype that might be able to speed up the operations here at Bergen Blasting. Oh, well. Um, do you, uh, let me, he's, give me one second. He walks over to the guy on the other side of it, and he's kind of like talking to him. He's like, do you know anything about him? He comes back to you, Miss Lant. Um, keeps rocks. Um, we don't have any information about that right now. Um, do you have an appointment, or is this just for, like, a cold call? It's pretty highly classified, though. Uh, yes. Um, not everybody would know. There wouldn't have been an appointment. birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> Nestle says it's a we, The word has not been spread. We wanted him to be the first to hear about it. Ah, well. Uh, uh, so it is It is a cold call of sorts. Do, do you have any kind of, uh, like, identification or, or anything? Uh, yeah, I sure do. And I start digging through my sock. And I'm going to grab my um, fizzy gear identification, uh, proving that I am employed there. Well, you've got it. Uh, you pull out. You've got your. You've got like you know, like a like an employee card. Um, it's like a name badge. You also have the letter of recommendation from Geary and those things. And he kind of quickly glances over that. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously you are who you say you are. I'm, I'm not really doubting you. You know, it's just you know, protocol. You know those things. Um. So, well, let me see. Let me let me get some visitors passes. Okay. Uh, and he goes and he gets some visitors passes and he comes back over to you all and he's got one, two, three, four, five visitor passes. Um, so before I let you in though, like this thing, this prototype, and he's this is really big. Do you like, would you like to see a demonstration? Yes. <laughs> we didn't talk about Yes, this. I would. Gilderob. Um, Gilderob is trying to remember <laughs> Look at Chris's face. <laughs> he's right trying now. to remember Look at Zach's face for one right? second. I gotta remember where the Got to remember where the on button is. Does um, the belly button? Oh my god! let's not let's not mess with the prototype. Uh, I'll show you the basics of how it works. Um, oh, that's true. We remember what happened the last yeah, time someone yeah. was pushing buttons. This thing's not like a weapon or some kind of. Thing. No, no, of course not. No, no. Oh, so well, what does it do exactly? It's a weapon. You don't, you don't have that option enabled. Basically, basically the principle of this. Uh, you see this stone, and I hold up one of my stones. Uh-huh. I put it in my hand, and I cast a firebolt over at the wall. Basically, what we've done is this is Mogert Stonefire, one of the champions uh-huh. of Dervetter. me. Her strength is unlike any you've ever seen. Well, I am the champion. So we have imbued her strength into this prototype. So basically, it helps with mining oh, processes. Oh, from the Gauntlet of the Moon? Yeah, she's Mogert Stonefire. Yes. Are you Mogert? Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 are you, are you, Mogert, 
Are you the, you're the, you're, you two are the, like from the gauntlet. Oh yeah, so you saw that. Oh, do y'all have your champion medals? I never leave home without it. Oh yeah, hold on. Can I, can I see it? Looks through her. You pull out your champion of the gauntlet medal? Yeah. Yeah, Mogert. Oh. It wears hey, it hey, around hey, her neck. Hey, hey, Bruno, Bruno. And he also the guy, and the other guy was like, this is, this two of the champions from the gauntlet. They're like, oh, you guys are champions from the gauntlet? Well, I mean, yes, yes we are. And they're like freaking out. Could we? Could we? Uh, could we get like a? Could we get like an autograph? Oh the... yeah, hey, Gilder, Gilder Glob, Gilder. Here, I got some paper. He goes and he like he pulls out a he pulls out a, a paper. He's, he's like scroll. He's like asking for you guys to sign it. Can I use your ink pen or whatever that is? You can just sign my eight by ten and give it to him. <laughs> All right, let me see it. <laughs> the free sign eight by so ten. Are, are me and Moger officially doing autographs? Is that what's happening? You are you? Sick. Yeah, ask for one. Are you getting more? Uh, Nestle, Nestle, can I borrow your quill? Uh, sure. I pull out an extra quill that I had in my back pocket. <laughs> I'm I'm signing anything and everything they hand me. Okay, oh wait, some papers I said ink their forehead. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I need some sand. You got some sand. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, y- y- Anybody? Yeah, I, re- I reach into my sock and pull out a fistful of sand. <laughs> oh, no. Alright, so Mogert. She's got pocket sand. Mogert puts the sand in her hand <laughs> and writes Mogert Stonefire. Uh, you all, you sign it. <laughs> puts Sand. it on the pitcher yeah. and hands it to the guy. Don't shake Some it. Some of the sand kind of got up into Gilderob's face and he's like, uh huh. Uh, oh no! And sneezes. I give him a tissue that I had in my other sock. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that is One not of a good. kind. Preparation. I like it. Uh, this goes on for a minute, and then they they, they kind of go on, come on through, come on through, come on through, and uh, they just wave you on through, and you all walk in. Thank you. You're you're too kind. Yeah, they they're like you know they wave you know don't don't forget don't forget about us. Seeker, that was that was pretty impressive, eh? You dress up as me, I'm like famous. Yeah, super <laughs> famous. What happened? What did you guys do? We we were in um, the competition. Yeah, we beat each other up a lot. Driss <laughs> beat me the first time, and then we didn't fight again. But we we beat the bad bad girl. The bad girl. I was about to say <laughs> bad guy, but it was actually a woman. It was both. All right. It was a man too. Like four of them. <laughs> it was like it was like four of it's them. It's like three dudes and a lady. Three dudes and a lady. So as you all continue forward having this conversation, you come upon the entrance, the great, and this is not a normal type building. You can see there's like automated elevators going up and down on the outside that take you up the walls and different things. But there is a door, a large door, yellow, opening right in the front. Um, but you've already passed through security at this point. People moving in and around, they, they don't pay attention to you. You know, they're secure that anyone who's made it this far is supposed to be there. Um, you will go up and open the door. Do we need to break this door down? <laughs> no, no, we'll leave this one intact. <laughs> all right, Thank all you. right. Thank all you. right, Captain. Uh, let's see. It's Gilderob's turn and he runs. <laughs> I need Erwin to to give me a, a check here. Just roll me a D20. D20. All right. We got a... Eight on the die. Okay, so I'm going to call this a performance check. Performance is a plus one. <laughs> nine. We need more beeping. We need more beeping and booping. That's a nine. Um, we're seeing how, how well you're holding your squarish, box-ish shape as you step in through this doorway. That is too short Oof. for you to pass oh, no. through. And I can't see. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all come up on the door. Chris, you step through. Yes. 
Moker, you come in behind him. Who's behind Moker? Probably Seeker. Yeah. Who's got my lead? Okay. My belt lead. Who's holding <laughs> on to who is holding on to Erwin's uh lead, his strap, his his mm, rope? That might be Seeker. I know him. I could do that. Okay, yeah, Seeker's leading him. I trust Seeker. Yeah. Seeker, you step in, you know, all four foot nothing, no problem. It's, it's like, hey, I'm at home. <laughs> Erwin, you take a whole face full of door frame. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, someone uh, peers around from behind the thing and looks up, and it's a gnome wearing a hard hat, and says, <laughs> Did your box just... <laughs> no, it was me. <laughs> it's like a bat. It, like, it says stuff, and then the, 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 the bounces back, and that's how we see. Echolocation. Echolocation. Erwin, 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 Erwin. Give me a constitution saving throw. For me, for me? On DC 15. Oh, no. Con save? Mm-hmm. That's a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Prepare your weapons. Erwin, you hit the door a little harder than you thought, and you're dizzy. Uh, and you, you're, you're kind of like, whoa, and you, you, you stumble back. Can and I try to... Can you try to what? No, 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 no. He rolled a natural one. There's nothing you can do to help him at this point. I got you. Uh, you hold on to the rope, you know. Um, uh, uh, seeker, you're holding the rope, and you feel it like go taut, and you look up, and, and you see that uh, Erwin is, like, sliding backwards, and the guy, the, the gnome leaned over, did your, did your box just, and about that time, uh, Erwin, you come stumbling back, and when you do, you literally trip with your front legs over the door facing. Your back legs slip, and you, like, kick back like a bucking horse and flip all the way backwards, and you hear a, ah, as you land on top of the gnome with a hard hat. Crushed this gnome. And you all just see, like, his body turned to the side and four legs kicking upward, and that's where we're going to have to end this week's episode. Oh, no. Oh, no. Our prototype is down. I hate the way you end episodes, just in case you were curious. Uh, it wouldn't be so bad if we were uh, doing this like normal and we had another session after this, know, but this hurts back. me. Yeah, this, yeah. this is <laughs> what a uh, what a roller coaster. That was fun. Oh my gosh, y'all! It's like the soundtrack for that was like Nestle. Crunch. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Joe the YouTube video yeah. with the lady on yeah. the horse? The lady on the. We'll yeah. open next time with the uh, the hard hat gnome uh, laying in a hospital bed in a full body cast with just a hard hat on top. <laughs> What happened to you? Uh, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. This has been Make Believe. This has been crazy. Champions, this has been insane. I've loved it. This has been amazing. I am excited for the next session. Yeah, this that is going to be good. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you enjoyed these characters. Man, what a cast of characters. Um, we uh, will have to see what happens next time if, uh, if our group can successfully find out what's going on with the runestones. Can they get what they need? Chris needs to get that stone and get back to Vent Haven. It's very important, uh, and they need to do it quickly. Deforestation. Deforestation. Yeah, Erwin needs to make sure his mom turns out all right. Deforestation. <laughs> Gotta make sure there's a place for her. What'll happen to Erwin's mom? Will she survive? R.I.P. Erwin's mom. Erwin's mom. Oh. <laughs> all this and more next time. On Make Believe Champions. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire. Mogert. I'm Shannon, and I was playing Seeker. Seeker. I'm Zach. 
and I was still playing Chris. Chris, don't I never get a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe, and I was playing Irwin Blackhoof. Cool. Irwin. And I'm Mike, and I was playing Gilderon Latchley. I'm Lizzie, and I was that one side character. <laughs> no, you're a main <laughs> character now. Our favorite, yes. <laughs> it was main character. It was Nestle's story all along. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next love. time. Love. Bye. Bye. Hasta la vista. Goodbye. Baby. <laughs> <laughs>We will avenge you, Lizzie. We will avenge you. We will avenge you. <laughs> you, will you brought remembered. us together. <laughs> we okay. love you. Okay. I'm really crying now. <laughs> no. Suck no. it up. We have a recording to do. <laughs> pull it up. Pull yourself together, Felicia. All right. Everybody! <laughs> Are you okay? Shut up. <laughs> I should have that. Uh, I that coffee Oh, earlier. yeah. We had a stout cup of coffee. My name is Paul. Hi. I'm no, Jack. no, 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 no. no. We're not. No. I'm Carl Weezer. Whatever his name is, is not. No, we're not Kimmy's doing that again. Zach, please. Carl. Please. I'm scared. You should be nervous, Carl. okay? Carl Weezer. Let's talk about what happened last time on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that's it. You did it. That was it. Wow. Well done. Wow, that's crazy, well dude. I also have ripped off sleeves now with a tattoo with just the number four and the letter R. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> that tattoo is on your lower back. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> you only see it when I reach down and tie my shoes. I mean, that's that. <laughs> Let's be real. That's that's where Roberto would want it, right? That's where he's Zach's got a tramp stamp. <laughs> the best way yes. to honor your memories. Felicia, how don't you describe your You just had to let her outdo me, Paul. <laughs> you She's got a 20 Not strength, Chris. Someone knows how to make an entrance. Honestly, they're rocking out. I mean... Uh, they're just playing out their little heart's content. The they're playing. Uh, <laughs> That's why I love <laughs> Nestle Crunch. Yes, they're playing the Nestle Crunch. Uh, yes. But metal. But metal. Very strange figures. Bill and Ted. Joe, it's Bill and Ted. Yo, bro, what's up, bro? All right. Don't bring me more, right? Sorry, we are nerds. Anyway. All right, this is Space Jam. I'm a child. All right, here we go. And Grable just looks around, and he gets paler and looks more disheveled. No, paler is the, paler is the other yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is what I've been saying the whole time. You've got a team of highly trained commandos. Uh, commandos. Gorgonites. One, anyway. Gorgonites. Roll out. In our mouth pockets, yeah. And Mogur has cards come out of the mouth. I refuse to acknowledge that mouth pocket is a thing. That is not. Uh, that is not yeah. sanctioned. That's not an officially sanctioned Make Believe Heroes thing. I need to do that. Mouth pockets. Where's the screw? Everyone's. <laughs> oh, sorry. are just borfed. Borfed. I'm Joe, and I was playing Irwin Stoker. Dragon. He's my brother. He's my brother. 
I'm Joe, and I was playing Irwin Blackhoof. <laughs>